Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the kingdom of heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, I hope your day is going well. Thank you for taking a few moments out just to join me as we grow together in the Lord. Today we're actually going to talk about dealing with division in families. And I I recognize this is a huge topic. We're just going to take one little stream of it. But my prayer is that whatever's going on, if you have division within your family, something that you're struggling with, your heart is hurting, or maybe you're even angry. For some of you, you're full of shame. For some, there's a lot of questions about what on earth you've done wrong or where's God in the process. So my prayer has been that as we walk through this today, that the Lord will just minister deep into your spirit, that you'll get some keys for how to move forward, that he will bring healing, that he'll just put healing salve on your heart, and that you'll just be able to take the situation and just lift it, just lift it before him and release it. And with that, there'll be come in a flood of peace and also of joy because that's who he is. And that's actually how we're made to live in each and every season of life. So before we dive into this, let's just take a moment and pray. And I want to encourage you just to open up your hands before the Lord and just whatever relational division family situation that you're facing, just put it in your hands and let's just give it to the Lord. So Heavenly Father, we come before you and Lord, our hearts just break at these situations, but God, we lift them before you. You know everything. You love each one of us, God. And we make a decision in the midst of this to trust you. So Father, open our hearts, our minds, help us to receive, to understand what you want to say in this moment as we just release this to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. So The truth is that division within family is nothing new. Okay, we we tend to isolate and think it's just us. Sometimes we're afraid to share what's going on because we're afraid of judgment or condemnation or stupid comments by very well-meaning people. Okay, but we need to step back and go, okay, division in families is nothing new. Actually, we could say it began with Adam and Eve as they hid from Father God, right? Okay, it began right there. Or we can, we could talk about the murder of Abel by his brother Cain, because he was jealous over the type of sacrifice that Abel made and that it was received by God when his wasn't. We could talk about Isaac, father, okay, loving his son, Joseph, more than all the other brothers. And the result of that being that the other brothers became so jealous that they went and took Joseph, threw him into a pit and sold him into slavery. That's some extreme division, isn't it? Or we could talk about Isaac, a father, preferring his son Esau over his son Jacob, or mom Rebecca, preferring or loving Jacob over Esau and all the issues that were created in their lives because of that. We can go on and on, but that just kind of, I wanted to just point that out. The division in the family is something that we, you know, that that has happened for the years. And, And the thing is, God places us in families, but families can be difficult, right? Okay. But I also want to just state right now, and we're not going to camp here, but I just want to make a statement. Because God places us in families, 
we can't fall into the trap of cancel culture either. And when we're canceled out because somebody doesn't agree with us and they just want to pretend we don't even exist, we have to guard our hearts that we don't take up offense and that we don't cancel somebody out out of our own pain. That's actually called transference, that we don't, we don't come in and do that. So although we have generations fraught with division, the past two and a half years with COVID has also divided families that weren't divided before, okay? Between, at least here in the United States, between a, an election that has a lot of questions and a lot of debates surrounding it a number of years ago, combined with a pandemic, there's been family splits that where, where everything was fine beforehand. It's just as that pressure comes on, things begin to happen combined with cancel culture, combined with the younger generations not knowing how to um, agree to disagree, combined with this new definition of love that you only love me if you agree with everything that I do. There's all these things. And honestly, our battle's not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers. But yes, I understand it plays out in flesh and blood. And it can, it can just have that weight and that feel as our hearts are ripped apart as there's division in the family. So, you know, again, through the through these past few years, we've seen an increase of parents cutting off children, children cutting off parents, siblings not speaking to each other, judgments and accusations are running rampant, and the ability to value family in the midst of disagreements is becoming a lost art form. So that begs, that brings in a number of questions, like as believers, where do we find peace when we're caught in the middle of this, when we're having to walk through it, when we're walking through the rejection, we're walking through the pain, when we're walking through the grief, where do we find peace in the middle of that? Another question is, of course, through all this, as believers, how do we deal with our own areas of wounding? How do we handle the rejection? How do we forgive? How do we keep an open heart when we're hurting so bad? And of course, as believers, how do we relate to those who have distanced themselves from us or who have uh, made choices that have just wounded us so much? Now, before, before I go further, I feel like I need to put like a little fine print here or, or just a, a clarification. And, and that is that some of you have had to set boundaries due to severe abuse addictions, you know, things like that, things that, that just make the relationship so toxic. And, and actually you've had to do the tough love. Like you're, you're not setting those boundaries actually enables certain behavior or addictions, um, abuse, and, and it's just not wise. It's not safe. And, um, and, and you know that, like you've sat with the Lord on that. You've sat why you've, you've, um, you've, you've obtained wise counsel on it. Okay. And that's not what I'm talking about because there is a place for safe, healthy, effective, godly boundaries that are absolutely necessary. And that's very different than what I'm talking about here. Okay. Very, very different. So that's, that's kind of the, the, you know, the, the little fine print here, the disclaimer, the clarification um, because there are times when, when that is absolutely necessary, there are times when there has to be some level of a cutoff. Okay. So, so that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about those extreme situations. We're talking about a culture that is increasingly fraught with division, but 
tweet within families due to a difference of opinion. Okay. And, and so, you know, it's, it's going so deep. So, you know, here we go. Psalm 22, six out of the passion, passion translation says, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. And the values they've learned from them will be with them for, for life or the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. The Amplified says, train up a child in the way he should go. In parentheses, it says, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Those scriptures grabbed me long ago because what I saw so often will, will quote, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Doesn't say when they're young. It says when they're old. And, and what I began to realize is contained within that Proverbs is a promise that the seeds that I've planted as a parent, the seed that you've planted as a parent will not return void. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be potholes along the way. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be difficult. It doesn't mean that there won't be years of strife or division. What it says is that the seeds that you planted within your children will not return void. Okay. Some of you guys right now need to grab onto that promise because you have kids who are AWOL. They're, they're, they've gone off. They're, you know, they're absent without leave. They're, they're like, you, they're just breaking your heart. You're wondering. And yet you need to hear that promise of, from God that when they're old, they won't depart from it. You have a promise from the Lord. Hang on to that. Um, some of you others, you know, you need to know Psalm 133.1 says how truly wonderful and delightful it is to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. I love to see families who are really joyful and happy to be together, who delight in each other's presence. It's fun, isn't it? Well, that's the heartbeat of God. So even if your family's not there, if that's not what you're seeing right now, remember the seeds that you've planted. Know that your prayers... Um, they're not, they're not falling on deaf ears. Okay. And so, so make choices each day to focus on, to rely on God. Okay. Let's talk about this. I want to give you some keys to surviving the vision within families. Okay. Just, just a number of keys. And I'm sure Holy Spirit's going to reveal some more to you as you sit with him, but I just want to give you a few right now. Number one, go before the Lord and ask him to reveal your heart. Okay, like David said, search my heart, Lord, and know any anxious thoughts within me. Allow the Lord to reveal your heart. You know, we have to take responsibility for our part in it. Even if it's a little tiny piece, we still have to take responsibility with, you know, for that. We have to deal with our own issues first. And again, this is really key when you're addressing things within cancel culture, because how you interpret, how you receive that is going to determine your response and we're responsible for our responses. Okay. So we need to allow the Lord to be sifting us and dealing with us and keep, and, you know, and, and creating a pure heart within us. We're responsible for what's going on within us. We can't change everyone else, even though we want to, we're responsible for what's going on within us. I think of somebody I know who they just go after their family members, relentlessly trying to get them to see their point of view. And it, it's so relentless that what it does is it actually causes further division 
further distance and it drives them further away because because there's it's just relentless. It's over and over and over. And then they begin to put a lot of God language, like a prophetic language with it. And it and it twists it. It could be the truth of the word of God, absolutely. But when we try to twist it into divine, I, I don't know, this this weird and wacky form of divine revelation, like I said, it's it it furthers the void if we just say, hey, this is what the word of God says. I mean, this is this is where I'm standing. And, and I'm gonna tell you something else for you parents who are dealing with division with your children, where your children have distanced themselves. Um, again, keep your heart pure. Also, don't beat them over the head and don't twist something and put a prophetic bent on it when it's actually not a prophetic word, when it's something, you know, in the natural or it's, you know, I, I mean, hopefully that's making sense. Okay. Um, if you feel like, like this little, this little, um, like quiver in your spirit, then just ask, Lord, where am I doing that? Because we could be doing it without even realizing it. Okay. So again, go before the Lord and ask him to reveal your heart, to purify your heart. And to, if there's some ways of relating that need to change, allow him to show that that's okay. So again, number, number one, go before the Lord and ask him to reveal your heart. Number two, this is really important. Do not allow yourself to be drawn into the drama. Okay, don't allow yourself to be drawn into the drama. Keep calm. You're a carrier of peace. Allow the Lord to just bring that peace up from within. And, and peace that comes from the throne room of heaven is an atmosphere, both that we have within us and also that we create around us. Guard that peace. So don't allow yourself to be drawn into the drama. You know, just a side note here, there's some topics or some things you might not have permission to speak into within the individual's life. That's okay. You could trust the Lord to bring others to speak into them. Sometimes there's, there's things that we sometimes can't hear from family members because of the pain, because of the wounding, because of the choices that we've made. And, but we can trust that the Lord can bring others in to speak those things also. So, okay, number one, go before the Lord, ask him to rear your heart. You need to have a pure heart. Number two, don't allow yourself to be drawn into the drama. Number three, there's a question that I ask families. And that question is, do you want to be right or do you want to have relationship? Okay, do you want to be right or do you want to have relationships? Now, there's things I won't bend on. You know, the word of God is my plumb line, period. But I'm also, I, I, I want the peace of God to be the atmosphere of my home and everywhere I place my feet. So what I'm saying here, basically, with that question, do you want to be right or do you want to have relationship? What I'm saying is weigh your battles, carefully weigh your battles. So I'll give you a personal example. Um, through our elections here in the United States, I absolutely refuse to get into political debates with anyone. It doesn't mean I wouldn't discuss it, but I wouldn't debate it. I recognize that I have my opinion, they have their opinion. But I'll also say to them, I'm not going to allow this to destroy the relationship. Um, I actually did the same thing with COVID. I, I, I have definite opinions, definite beliefs about the whole thing. And I'm willing to state it, but it's not going to be the ground that a relationship dies on, at least not by my choice. I don't, I'm not going to let it get to that point. Um, so we have to teach people 
what it means to value the relationship. And even if that means that we're going to agree to disagree. Okay, so number one, go before the Lord, pure heart. Number two, don't get drawn into the drama. Number three, do you want to be right or do you want to have relationship? Number four, huge key, how to pray. So often what we fall into is this, this thing. It's like, let my will be done or let them see it my way, right? Can you relate to that? So let me give you two other options. Um, one of the things that I've done is I've sat back with the Holy Spirit and asked how to pray. And, and actually, when I did that, it was a really difficult season. My heart was really grieved over something. And the Lord gave me a strategy. And that's what I want to share with you. He told me to sink back to when that individual was little and the gifts that I saw in their life as, as a little, little, little one. What, what were the God-given gifts that I saw? And then the, the, what the Holy Spirit said is now, that's what I want you to pray into. I want you to decree and declare that, that those things, that they will walk, that they will see the fullness of their destiny, that they will walk in, you know, those gifts that, that you know, that, that, you know, that I've given them, you know, the individual I was, I was uh, praying for is actually, I know, I know, because I know, I know they're called to the nations. They're specifically called to be an intercessor to the nations. And so that's what I, when, when I would think of that individual, rather than rehearsing all the things that were happening that I didn't agree with, that I knew were against the word of God, that were breaking my heart. What I began to do is pray and decree and declare that they would step into the fullness of their destiny, that they would, that they would, that they would actually um, walk out their gifting to the nations as an intercessor, also, also as an intercessor to the nations. And, and that's where I camped. And what happened is I saw the pain, the, the grief the uh, confusion, all the questions with where they were at at that moment began to slide away because my focus was on what I knew God had placed them into it within them, the call that I knew was on their life. And it shifted my focus with that. It also shifted the relationship. And so that's one key is what are the gifts when you pray rather than, you know, oh, help them see the light, help them see this, help them come into agreement with me. Begin to pray that the Lord, that, that they would see the fullness of their destiny. Decree and declare the gifts that are on their life that you know are from the very throne room of heaven that God had, has placed within them. Okay, and, and pray, decree, and declare from that viewpoint rather than from what you're seeing right now or where the heartache, where the disagreement is. The other thing you could do is we have a great prayer. Um, we have laminated cards. They're available on the website. They actually um, look like this. And it's called praying over those who wounded us. And what it does, basically, it's taken the fruit of the spirit, which is in Galatians 5. And we teach you to pray that over individuals. And so again, what that does is it shifts the focus off my way and on to God, these are your gifts. Like these are the fruit of the spirit. So whether or not I feel like they're filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be praying this over their life because prayers are powerful and effective. And this is the heartbeat of God over their life. So what you're doing is you are radically aligning with the word of God over their life. Okay. And so you just begin to pray that. So, all right, let's go back these again. Keys to surviving the division. Number one, pure heart, go before the Lord, do this internal cleansing. Number two, don't get drawn into the drama. Number three, ask the question, 
do I, you know, do I have to be right? Or do I want to have relationship? And so in other words, weigh your battles. Number four, how are you praying? And number five, just some, some wisdom, heavenly wisdom on how to pursue the individual. You know, seek God's ideas in his timing. Okay, seek his ideas, seek his timing. Look for safe conversations, places where you can establish, reestablish trust. If there's been a division, remember trust takes two. It's different than forgiveness. Trust takes two. Make sure you're walking in forgiveness too. I mean, let me just, I kind of assume that through here, but make sure you're walking in forgiveness and forgiveness is often a process. You may have to forgive over and over and over and forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation, just so you know. Okay. Um, It's also not the same as trust. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And when you have those conversations, make sure you come in love. Don't condemn, don't punish, even if you don't agree with the decisions being made. You know, one of the things with this, um, as I, with the, with the individual shared about a little bit ago, where I asked the Lord for some strategy, um, and he told me to pray for the gifts to be developed in their life. But he also gave me a component or a strategy for pursuit of the individual. And some of these truths, he said, you know, he goes, every once in a while, I'm going to give you a truth to speak into their life, but I want you to do a hit and run. In other words, I want you to just gently give that truth, gently, hear me, gently give that truth. God could take our gentle word and put the very authority of the throne room of heaven behind it. Okay. And so this gentle word, just speak it and move off the subject. Okay, so often we give the word and we want to discuss it. And he said, right now in this season, you speak it short, no lecture, just short, like one sentence, and then actually change a subject or beer, go in another direction. In other words, what he showed me is planting seeds. So there's going to be these truths that because I value the relationship, I'm not going to get into argument, but every once in a while, there can be a truth, which he's going to give me to deposit, but I look at it as a seed and trust him to take it and nourish it within their lives. And it's not my job to go into a deep conversation. So anyways, as you're pursuing the individual, um, you know, make sure that you're using God's timing, um, you know, how to approach that, his creative ideas, you know, um, don't become like a Pharisee. All right. If you go into the new Testament, kind of envision yourself as part of the crowd gathered around the woman caught in adultery, you know, their hearts weren't for her. Their hearts weren't for her to walk in freedom, to walk in healing, to receive healing. Um, that's not what it was all about. Their hearts were for the law. They were trying to trap Jesus. They were using her as a pawn. Jesus saw their hearts. And so that's why you go back to number one, you need to have a pure heart. Because as you walk through the rest of it, it all hinges back. It goes back to that pure heart. It goes back to having dealt with your own stuff. It goes back to having walked through forgiveness. It goes back to, to trusting God, radically trusting God. So it's out of that pure heart, the Father's love, that the rest of this can flow. It's out of that that we don't get drawn into the drama. It's out of that that we can have an agreement to have the relationship even, you know, even though they may not see it our way in the moment. It's out of that that we can pray just such a powerful, effective prayer. It's out of that that we can pursue the the individual. It's out of that that we can bring peace to a hurting world. It's out of that where 
we can bring a stop to further division within the family and begin to draw the family back together. Remember that drawing back together is often a process that does not happen overnight. But remember what I said earlier, you know, um, Proverbs, those seeds that have been planted, they're not going to return void. That's, that's a promise from the Lord. And so you can camp right there. So dealing with division in families is difficult, but it's not impossible. You are created to carry the kingdom of heaven. Okay. The peace of heaven to walk in peace that surpasses understanding. It's possible because that's actually what you're made to carry. So division in families really hurts. It does. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. You're a conduit of the kingdom of heaven. So allow him to search you. Take time this afternoon or sometime today in the next couple of days. Just sit with the Lord and say, start number one, search my heart, Lord. Create me a pure heart. I do not want this, this pattern of division in families to become a generational pattern that runs through my family. So I'm putting a stake in the ground right now. And I'm saying no more, no more. This will not open the door for a demonic, for a familiar spirit to come in and land on the generational line that it goes on from this point. I'm going to say, no, no, no. Right now, right now, I'm putting a stake in the ground that my family will walk in unity. My family has been brought together by the Lord. My family will worship and serve God. My family through the generations will worship and serve God. We will be united. We will not be divided. And let that be your battle cry. Because I really feel like in this season, there's such an attack on the families. And um, we have to stand up and we have to say no. Or this, this thing that's been going on at some level for generations will become part of the spin on your generational line because the demonic will attach. And you know what? It's time to go to battle for our families. It's time to deal with the division in families and to set a new standard. All right. I hope you share this. I feel like it's a really, really important message. So please share, tell others about it. If you want to get these cards, the praying over those who wounded us, just visit the website. It is ruthhendrickson.com. You'll find all sorts of resources and information on there, including how to order these cards. And I'll tell you a little secret. What a lot of people do is they order multiple cards and then they give them away. And um, it's just so powerful. It's so powerful. We have seen God move what looked like impossible mountains over and over and over as people really step in and just change the way they pray because we're coming into alignment with the word of God. There you go. Okay. Instead of my agenda, it truly is his agenda. So anyways, I hope this has helped you feel free to comment, encourage each other, build each other up. Um, and know that you are here for such a time as this, you are a peace carrier and you know what, no matter how deep that division is, it's not impossible for God. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.